For 40 years, I've walked the line between worlds and am well-versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network, I'm Trish Moe, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening, New Orleans, and the rest of the world for that matter. It is Monday, uh, gosh, January 23rd, and we are broadcasting live on 105.3 FM New Orleans, as well as United Public Radio Network, and um, Facebook, YouTube. We are now going to, we are now on Roku. Um, not live, just on, on the recorded versions. You can catch us there as well and um, all of your favorite podcasts. So I do want to thank Carnation for sponsoring my show and our of my show as well as uh, the network. I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. As, and thank you to all of my listeners for joining me as well. Um, see, I finally well i didn't completely get an intro you know for those of you that that laugh at me every time i'm i'm scatterbrained it's because i i come straight from work to my show and monday is literally the only day that i do that so it's it's chaos chaos i tell you but today i'm i'm super excited and and i was nervous about um i i was just telling them before before we came on um about having someone from my own area um, for a change um, because it's actually only the second group from the Midwest, from Kansas, uh, you know, the land of Oz, that I am going to have the pleasure of, of chatting with and, and connecting with, which is exciting because I love meeting other weirdos in my own area. But... Um, you know, usually um, I have people from other parts of the world or other parts of the country. So that's exciting. And let me make sure I put this. I'm going to put the link here soon in the comments. And feel free, <laughs> since they are from my neck of the woods, to ask them to join in the chat room. Um, a lot of people say it is easier on, somewhat easier on YouTube. Um, you can join there at the missing piece with Trishmo or um, on Facebook. But Facebook requires you if, you, if you want us to be able to see your name instead of just Facebook user, you do have to grant StreamYard at, or allow StreamYard to access that. Um, so without further ado, this group is very exciting. As you all know, I am intuitively led to all of my guests in a very unique way. And um, they, I was drawn to them because they have a very, they use a lot of scientific approaches um, to to their investigations, which, um, which is something I, I always stand behind, um, and the professionalism, and I love that. Um, so I am going to be speaking with Flint Hills Paranormal. And um, in case, for those of you in other parts of the world or the country who don't know what the Flint Hills are, um, 
well, they, they can probably explain that better. I did used to live kind of out towards that way, outside of Manhattan, um, which is still kind of considered the Flint Hills. Um, but it's referencing the type of the hills and the type of stone. It's it's a flint stone. Flint stone. See, see, that's funny. I'm already making jokes. So <laughs> um, they were founded in October of 2016 by co-founders Dr. Linda Clark and Brandy Nance. I hope I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Um, Linda had been involved with paranormal investigations for around 30 years, and Brandy had been involved with investigating the paranormal for several years as well. Uh, they had been members of a paranormal team in Topeka, Kansas for several years, and they decided to start their own group in their home area um, of the Flint Hills region. And that is, that's around Emporia, Kansas. Um, they're a very close, fun, and diverse team consisting of nine members. That's a big group. That that would be cool though, because then you have more people to spread out and uh, you know do investigations. Um, each has a variety of talents. Um, the majority are sensitives and empaths, but they're also this is this is crazy. It's very unique, actually. They are blessed to have three individuals who are exceptional physical mediums. Um, who have been visited by spirits since they were children, um, and that it's it's a great asset to their clients. Uh, one of the mediums also brings her Native American background in. So it is my pleasure and such an honor for them to be here to introduce the Flint Hills Paranormal Team. And I will bring. I've got to figure out our our screen. Uh, <laughs> Nope, nope, that was, yeah, I, I gotta remove it. <laughs> okay, welcome you all. I'm, I'm such an awkward host. Hi. Hi. If you want to go around and introduce yourselves um, individually, because we don't know, um, well, we can see Vanessa. I guess you can start there. Uh, up I in the am, top right. <laughs> I'm Vanessa. Uh, what should I say about myself? Um, how long I've been with the team, maybe? And Yeah, how long have you been with the team? Uh, how did you start in the paranormal? Um, okay, so I've been with the team for a year now, just a little over a year. And um, I've learned the most of my whole life being with this team. So I kind of grew up seeing spirit. I am a physical or a psychic medium, I would say. Um, but yeah, I've been visited since I was a kid um, at the time. I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew that I was really scared. And so I kind of just went through life like that. And um, you say the coincidence, coincidences aren't a thing, but I just happened to fall upon this team and I sent them a message and they were happy to have me, I hope. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm just really glad to be a part of this team. It's a lot of fun and um, I learn a lot from every one of them. Now, did you grow, are you from Kansas? No, um, I'm actually from Fort Worth, Texas, but I've been in Kansas oh. the last six years. Okay, welcome. I'm going down to Terry and Wally. Hi, Hi. I'm Terry. I'm Wally. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I mean, are you I'm two from the, Kansas yeah, as well? I'm one of the other people. Yeah. Yes, originally. We lived in uh New Mexico it's kind of it's a little hard to hear you are you i don't know if you all oh is that better that is better thank you okay i didn't hear so, where you're from sorry oh yeah we're we're both originally from kansas um i was adopted and um, we lived in Roswell, New Mexico for about 10 years. I lived in Texas. Um, oh, that's cool. I was born outside of Roswell. I'm a Mescalero Apache heritage. And uh, I, I have had this gift since I was a child. And uh, fortunately, it was nurtured when I was young. So grow with it and develop it. Not being the same. Although there there have been some scary moments. <laughs> and I'm Wally. I have grown up in Kansas. Of course we went to uh Roswell for ten years. But in oh, looking wow. back uh and being with this team has really allowed me Experienced some things that uh, that I didn't know I was able to carry over the years. Has always helped me develop some insights into kind of what you're experiencing in a place or even around certain people, and uh, so it's still just ongoing learning. To work with everybody the And we're married. And we are married. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome. It's very nice to have you here as well. I'm Kathy. Um, I'm from Emporia here. Um, I've been with the team for, I think we decided about five years. Um, I come, I came to the team with really no skills. I've learned an awful lot <laughs> being with the team. And now I, I am trying to develop some empathic skills. Um, I have had several instances where I have um, definitely felt presences and, and felt emotions, mostly emotions and sadness. And, and um, so I'm, I'm learning how to, to work with that and how to, um, not let it take me over. And I'm, I'm anxious to keep learning about it and, and uh, continue. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. We're not married here. Um, <laughs> I'm like Terry Wally. No, we're not married. No sister wives here. I don't um, ever, I don't assume, you know, I, I don't ever assume. Um, I, sorry, I have uh, grown up in this area around Emporia, um, Chase County. So I know, you know, been in this area most of my life. 
and just never really flew away. I've been interested in the paranormal probably my whole life. Um, I'm pretty sure that I I was starting to have some connections when I was younger, but I think like most people, you put those off and dismiss them pretty easily. Like, you know, oh, it's not real because everyone tells you it's not real. So, but it's never left me. And so I found, um, not by accident, I'm sure, I found the Foothills Paranormal uh, on Facebook somehow. I wasn't even looking for it. And I happened to message them and said, hey, if you ever want someone else on your team, you know, holler at me. And, and they did. And so that was about six years ago. And um, you invited me. Yeah, then I invited <laughs> Kathy. So I'm responsible for her. <laughs> but um, I actually, you know, came in thinking I had no specific talents or anything to help the team besides gather evidence. But as I have been with the team, I've been able to open myself up more and I'm beginning to sense more, hear more, you know, see more and trust my instincts more. That's a hard one. That's, that's yeah. probably the hardest thing it to do. Because you second guess yourself and you think, oh, I'm being silly, you know. All the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm Brandy, and I'm partially responsible for everyone here <laughs> as one of the co-founders. Um, our other co-founder, Linda Clark, is ill tonight, so she I like I like how she says partially. <laughs> yeah. Like just in case you all no, no I'm kidding. Taking full blade. Not taking full blade. No. Um, I've had experiences with paranormal since I was a child, and um, my best friend in elementary school had passed away, and I saw her after she had passed away on a front porch. And so that was sort of my first experience um, with the paranormal. And ever since then, I've had experiences throughout my life. I've seen spirits. Um, I've had them come to me recently in my dreams, which I'm not too pleased about, <laughs> but, um, or one will be like in my face in bed. So yeah, not too thrilled about that, but yeah. So I've had experiences and it's always a journey. So very honored to be a part of this team and how we've grown and we're excited to be here tonight. So thank you for having us. Of course. And, and thanks again for coming. Um, I have so many questions. So <laughs> do you all um, just do primarily stay in Kansas and in the Midwest or do you travel to other states as well or other locations? Primarily Kansas. Um, there's, I mean, with us being only nine of us, it's kind of hard for us to get out of state. So we've been all the way to the Nebraska border. So. And nobody wants to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I'm just kidding, Nebraska. I, I love y'all. We love you, Nebraska. So, some, some of you. No, I'm just. Primarily <laughs> Kansas. And there's plenty, plenty here. So we stay really busy. I don't know. So. I saw something about, you know, a strip of the Midwest that literally goes, you know, Nebraska, um, Kansas, Oklahoma, all the way down. And, and it says um, only one, like less, maybe 1% of the population lives in that strip, right? And it said, you know, these things said, 
why do people think that is? So I don't know if if you're from another state or even from another country that's that's pretty populated and you come to the Midwest, any of these states, um, they're actually they're very big states, but mm -hmm. and there's a lot of history in all of them. Very much but so. there's there's not like to go anywhere it's 40 miles at least <laughs> and uh, and you don't see you know in, in a lot of these small towns you I, I talked about that once on my show before you don't see um, a lot of people you know it's very it, it's kind of sparse especially out west mm -hmm. uh, where you where you all are because um, you know farmers and and such have have a lot of land and there's just not there's not a lot out there's the world's largest is it the groundhog groundhog prairie dog something but but i think um a, a, another thing that that really interested me in your group so aside from and and i'll let them tell how how they do these things as well aside from paranormal investigations they're also um you know diving into uh the cryptozoology mm -hmm. parts and and as everyone knows that's a very big i i uh am passionate about all of those things intertwining not just because I'm from New Mexico and grew up on top of a mountain, but because um, I think you absolutely have to consider all of those things when, you know, not everything is a spirit or a human ghost or, or however people want to classify them. Um, and, and so I think that's important. So, so not only do that, they do that, they also do training. Is that correct? Paranormal training. Yeah. Um, and what does that involve? Um, our paranormal, we usually do once a year a paranormal 101 training, and this is for the public to get familiar with what we do, who we are, what equipment we use, and in recent years, we've started taking people on investigations that night after our training so that they get to experience what we do for themselves, and occasionally we run into someone who gets to be on our team, so that's how we got Terry. <laughs> she came to one of our trainings and um the rest is history so so yeah we do that just and it's all that's a free thing it's just gets our name out there and, and really gets the public familiar with us and and see you all have been around longer a, a lot of and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this but a lot of um teams in, in any type of um, cryptid or UFO or or paranormal investigators have have there's been so many that have formed over the last few years, you know, since since the shutdown, and um, I I think you all have been around have a pretty solid foundation as far as um, since you've been around for quite a while. Um, it, like our network, United Public Radio, has been around. For 20 years you know over 20 years i think um so a lot of the things i've learned so much but i also learned um from from groups like yours you know the different the different methods you use and such and, and i'm not familiar with any i don't use tools i i there's nothing i i don't have anything against i just don't know how like i just never have um 
So what type of what type of instruments do you all use when investigating? <laughs> you want to go? Um, we have a variety of different things that we use. We use K2 meters. We use our cameras. Um, we use SLS cameras. Um, we have what's what's a okay? You have to explain, especially well, even to people like me, um, what what that that is. Some a, a K2 don't know meter what is one that measures the um, elect electromagnetic um, tension in the air. And uh, lots of times, a lot of people believe that that is an indication that a spirit is near. Um, they're the ones that have the pretty lights that go up, yeah. and, down and up and down. Yeah. Like green, red. Yeah. Um, the SLS camera, I don't know exactly what that stands for, but it's the camera that, that you can see like the, the body, it looks like a stick drawing and you can see the spirit actually see it on the camera. Um, oh, and yeah. you, can tell, you can run it on a, on a real person and it'll look much the same way. So, you know, there's something there when you, when you catch it. Um, that's very interesting to see. Um, what's scary about that though, and I've seen this a couple of times is when it morphs into something that does not mm -hmm. look like a human. Yes. That's when we're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Sometimes they'll get kind of spidery or, yeah. 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 Or start crawling up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else? That's um, just regular cameras. Our phones. We use our phones a lot. Yeah. Just um, they they take really good pictures, and then we can look at them right away to see. And, mm -hmm. and one of our rules is we take three pictures in a row. Um, that way, if there's something in one of the pictures but not the other two, then you know maybe we've got something. If it's in all three, then maybe it was there all along. Um, or you can see things manifest, like yeah. from the first one to the mm -hmm. second or the third. Also. I do that a lot, um, especially since iPhone. iPhone, I, you know, I'm a photographer too, and iPhone almost has a better camera than mm -hmm. than my my Nikon. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they have the live feature, and a lot of so many people yes. forget to to play that. You know, when they're flipping through their pictures when they get home, and they're like, "Oh, there's nothing there." Well, live shot only shows you the best out of like what a little clip i you know i don't know yeah. like 10 yeah. different still shots it's very very useful yeah for oh, sure yeah. um another instrument we'll use is a, is a recorder a simple recorder and we can record um when we're doing an investigation we usually um do record almost every minute that we're there um and a lot of times you can hear things you the recorder records things that you can't hear with your physical ear and so you can go back later and listen to it and, and hear it, well, sometimes very clearly, sometimes not as clearly, but um, it, it's very interesting and very useful to use that. Um, we, we try to, to mark them, like, you know, we've moved into the living room of yeah. wherever, you know, we try to mark it so we can kind of go back and, and check where we're at. Um, if we, one of us coughs or scuffs the floor or something we usually mark that as well so we know that that was something physical that happened and it wasn't a paranormal or whisper or, yeah or yeah whisper. that was someone whispering not a ghost yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we try to be very careful about that what are some of the other things we use dowsing rods sometimes mm -hmm. yes, are very yes. useful the dowsing rods are, are are very useful um are you familiar with those mm -hmm. well the and the reason i'm familiar with those is um that goes way back not just with the 
with paranormal um, mm -hmm. areas of study, but but obviously with farmers and and ranchers and such to yeah. to finding water, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I remember yeah. my dad using them for that. Yeah, we ask him the spirits questions, and we have them cross if the answer is yes, push them apart if the answer is no. And we can get quite a bit of information that way. Sometimes they don't like to use the electronics. Sometimes they prefer to answer through the rods and vice versa. There's times we may put out all of our fancy, pretty equipment and nothing goes off, but we get answers through the rods and through our you know, mediums. You just never know. And then the old flashlight method works too. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. We've got a lot with the flashlights sometimes. Just loosening a uh, flashlight, you know, loosen the top so it mm -hmm. barely will turn on. And then have, you know, it will speak to you, turn it on and off answering questions. So. Oh, that's interesting. I never I never thought of that. Um, lights are a way that spirits communicate with me quite often, actually. Um, all, all the time is especially in Topeka if I if I you know if I'm walking somewhere at night if I'm if I pull up to a gas station if I um even my little um I have little walkway like solar lights um they'll start flashing and I always know that somebody's um somebody's about to die and then I see it um um and that happens all the time but but i think i think with with a lot of people i know i don't know if it's, it's the same for you all um but it, it kind of depends you know on the person they they communicate with me with whatever means they have available it could be through my car radio for that matter it could be on a billboard it could be i don't you know they'll they'll direct my attention to whatever it is they're they're trying to get across so signs um, Pay attention yeah. to the sun yeah. mm -hmm. everywhere, and I, and I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people, yeah. I think a lot of people discount those things, you know, because they're only looking for that sign on a specific piece of equipment, you know, like, right. and so they a lot of things it. are missed. Mm -hmm. Thinking is oh, that's just a coincidence because I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Pay attention to the signs. We also use some very. Mm -hmm you know, very low tech things like little kitty toys <laughs> um, that, that light when the, they move, the motion makes them light up and we'll ask spirits to maybe push one of those balls to see if the light, if they can make the lights light up. That has worked many times as well. Especially with children, with yeah. child yeah. spirits, they like to play with the ball. Um, do you, do you work at, with a lot of, um, like fairies and elementals? I have not personally, but I think, Terry, have you got some elemental experience with Vanessa? A little bit. Well, we had one here last year that was. Um, yeah. Remember a lot about it. Um, yeah, we had a private case not too long ago, about a year ago, we started working with this case and um, this individual was having trouble in their house and their dog was being harassed, for lack of a better word, 
by whatever was there. And then we, we went out there, went out there, tried to cleanse and sage. And we ended up determining that it was an elemental spirit. So we did a very extensive um, cleansing there. We put crystals at our four corners of the property, put crystals under the house. Um, so yeah, we've had some work there and I believe that was our first experience with an elemental and we did go out fairly recently there as well and I think it'll, it's just a maintenance type situation so um have you found that that the living um I know in my own house if I have I know when I talk about this people look at me like I'm absolutely insane but this goes back in many different cultures i'm i'm you know my my background is is irish and native and um an african um i know i'm like a red-headed white girl but, but i'm the only one in my family that else has pitch black hair and darker skin but um the the uh I thought that all of those things were normal because that's what I grew up with play in the forest, you know? Um, and, and so that that's why I was gonna ask if when you, you said you bring like cat toys and stuff. I remember when I was little, I used to play with um, like the forest spirits, a lot of them with bubbles and stuff, you know, they would they would move the bubbles, they, they would um, do things like that. Um, interacted with me a lot but what I found in my own house as an adult if I upset uh one of my protective I'm also pagan so you know um but but there's little like like brownies you know that's that's in in well that's in many cultures but but like in Irish cultures um if you upset them then they start doing things not necessarily to harm you, but but they'll like move things that they know are important to me or that I'm looking for. They will maybe mess with my animal, my pets, you know, bother my dogs and stuff. And so um, I found that that they like toys sometimes a lot. The, the little tricksters, um, you know, they consider that kind of an offering, just just like a child would, I guess. I I don't know if, if you all found that. <laughs> to be true in places i know my listeners are like what is this girl on like what kind of no i know what you mean because i've always been interested in the fae as well since i was a child um and i've recently been doing some research and some reading about it and, um one thing is people think that the fae are all nice and cute and you know oh let's you know contact them and that's not necessarily true at all. They can be um, very, just not nice. <laughs> they can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They can be very helpful or very uh, deadly, I guess, depending, yeah. especially in the forest. You really um, got to be careful. But yes, they do like to play tricks. And, one um, way we're ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Terry. I was just going to say that one we dealt with, yeah, was um, was pretty nasty, and he was from the forest. It's very uh, revengeful. Somewhere he had been insulted, 
and that's why we have to offer it to make amends for our So, yeah, very nasty. <laughs> yeah, leaving little gifts for him. Have you ever had them leave uh, gifts for you, Trish? I mean, sometimes it can just be little things from nature. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've had, gosh, tons of things leave gifts for me. Not not only I, I also communicate with animals. Um, animals will leave gifts for me. Um, I, a lot of the fae, um, and, and some of them. It's so confusing to me the way. But people say a lot of times that that mediums talk in in rhyme and and don't make sense either. So I kind of get I kind of get it, but. Um, like, for instance, one time I had gone, I was at a cemetery with a friend um, during a full moon, just, just you know, honoring spirits and, and ancestors. And um, I had, I think I, I, I only had two apples. I don't know why I only brought two apples, like that, that maybe that's all I had or remembered or... Um, because I, I always try to bring something and and so for those of you who, who don't know like an offering they don't want just something that's like like a half-eaten apple that's that's kind of an insult to them like you don't you don't want to just go throw them scraps or like I mean that's still something but but it's kind of not so so I didn't have enough and there were these trees guarding um, this cemetery and i was like those are some you know uh beautiful i was like those are kind of the the elder spirits for this this cemetery you know the guardians of the cemetery and and they're right at the entrance and um i cut it i, I cut one of them so they could all share because there were like three on each side you know so and but then there were two further down on both ends, two other trees. And, and I, I, you know, here, I think I'm doing something good and putting one by each tree. And for, I, I am not even kidding you for like three weeks after I went there, I kept hearing, why didn't you, why'd you leave two out? Like, why didn't you bring something for the other two? Why, why didn't you, why did you give us, they kept saying like, give us all something or none of us something. And I was like, what? I mean, they literally, every dream I had, every, and I was like, okay, maybe this is just my mind and I keep thinking about, no, no, I would forget about it for a few weeks and then it would come back. Why'd you leave the two out? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is like sibling. I didn't mean to, you know, it wasn't even intentional, but that's how it kind of, uh, it's funny how, um, and they'll start telling people around me too. They're like, mm -mm. she, uh, she shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so you need to carry a bag of apples in your car now. So you have to mentor. You had a mentor and she passed away. Mentor. And after she passed away, I started uh, receiving gifts of dimes, random dimes, just falling out of the air, showing up somewhere. 
And I finally, finally realized, I finally got the message from her that that indicates from her change. Yeah. When I realize she's dying, I'm supposed to evaluate what's going on and make a change. <laughs> Just an interesting tidbit. <laughs> I, I think... Um, I see, I get coins a lot of places and coins aren't always a good sign. Um, in my experience anyways, they, they are sometimes, but, but not always. Yeah. There was like a, there was a weird glitch there. I don't know if you all saw that. So. What would you all say? What What are some of the locations you've been to um, in Kansas? Oh gosh, we've been to so many. Um, of course, private homes. Um, we've been to many, many of those. There is. Um, help me out, guys. How does that work? Do Do people just contact you when they when they, you know, feel that their house is? Yeah, and. Um, they usually just contact us via Facebook or email us or we have a contact form on our website and just say, Hey, I'm having this um, problem. And then we go out there and all of our services again are free. So we don't charge our clients. Um, they don't have that barrier. So we do a lot of those types of things we've done. Yeah, we did in Cottonwood Falls, Kansas. We did the, old grade school and we've done a lot of buildings in downtown Emporia, Kansas. So we've been everywhere. We've been to the Sally House up in Atchison. So that's that's a fun oh, place. Oh the Sally House. Yes, the <laughs> Sally House. We had we had a very helpful spirit there. Um one of our team members who couldn't make it on the call tonight, Annette and I were in one of the bedrooms of Sally House hanging up some blackout curtains it was still daylight and we needed like we needed several tacks to do that we didn't have them so we left the room we came back and that exact number of tacks was laying out for us um did so, you say they were all in a row yeah they were all like lined up so very helpful spirit um that was a fun that was a fun one so we've done all kinds of things we're very blessed on this team We've done we do fundraisers. In fact, when yes. we went to the uh, elementary school in, in Chase County, it's one that uh, it, it's been closed down, but they were trying to, you know, they're trying to raise funds to save it. And so tickets were sold and the money was mm -hmm. given to the foundation for the school. And we've done that for the, oh, yeah, we've done. Did we do it for the history plum place? We did for a yeah. women's center here. And then the history so, center here. And, mm -hmm. um, we did something at the local theater, the Granada. Oh, so yeah. we're we're big on our community. We want to help our community. So we host the fundraisers. We raise money for them. And the public in, in exchange gets um, a great paranormal investigation and things like that. So And sometimes we get clients that way, too. Yeah, they come yeah. to us after and say, hey, we've got this problem. Yeah. Um, We've been in parades, so. <laughs> a oh, parade. Yeah. We were in a parade last year, the St. Patrick's Day parade. So. We're not afraid to jump in. Almost always, our events are always sold out. Yeah. Too, so we haven't had one fundraiser that we didn't sell out. So it's a very popular thing. We've had people come as far away as Oklahoma to come see us. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, didn't some people from Oklahoma come up a few times? Yeah, can't yeah, the all the way here. Yeah. yeah, we had we have a fan club. Yeah, yeah. groupies. <laughs> Oh, maybe you all could help me with an Oklahoma case. This has been something I kind of put a, put aside for a long time. So I, um, it was uh, during the shutdown. Yeah, it would have been, so it would have been 2020, right? 20, that was, that was when, uh, yeah. um, and I had a dream about a, uh, a little blonde girl and and another one um with darker hair they were all around um i don't know looked maybe between seven and nine years old um and and so another thing here's if they really are trying to contact me they will do things i have pictures of this and i take screenshots of random or or pictures of random things to, that i'm just you know led to take pictures like a so i was staying there you know brushing my teeth fixing my hair and i looked at this bottle of hair detangler and it had this little girl on it that said dream and i'm like oh she looks a lot like the girl in my dream <laughs> But but this was back when um, so I I was uh, as far as missing children's cases and cold cases and stuff I I was still pretty scared of that a few years ago um, because I I had so like hundreds of I didn't I didn't know how to create boundaries um, and I was literally like uh, what's her name Patricia Arquette from. Um, from that show, I've only seen the first part because my mom's like, oh, that's like that lady on the show. And where she has all the people standing around her bed. And yeah, that, that was me initially. So um, I didn't want to listen to any of them. And um, I, again, it's, you know, it's like like most people um, initially with, with paranoia. And it's not that I, I had, I've communicated with spirits all my life. It's just the number. It was like they all came at once during the shutdown. And um, that was really overwhelming. And so I went, I bought a tea set of all things. I, I collect um, a lot of antiques and stuff. But during the shutdown, it was it was from a shop in Topeka. And I came downtown. Um, it was in the Noto area. And um, there was there wasn't a soul parked on the street. This this store owner um they weren't open or anything she had just posted it on marketplace she said you know you can meet me this was this was later in the shut during the shutdown it was like may you know right i i don't know i think we started opening things up in june and so i walk in her store and go straight to it was kind of an antique uh thrift type store and i walked straight to this uh it was it's like a magazine comic book that said the the things i learned at camp from 1970 something 76 i believe and i'm like that's weird because when i woke up i had drawn a map that i had no idea what it meant and so i'm like huh and then i come outside <laughs> And I see this this truck. It was like a seven. There was no other vehicles parked on the street and all of Noto, just just mine, you know, because nobody was down there. And I see this truck that um, had some sticker or something and like Scott something on the back. And then um, it, it was like a 70 something board or whatever. 
And I'm like, that's parked right next to me. I'm like, that's odd. And I go home and I was working one night and my TV comes on all of a sudden out of nowhere. That happens a lot. And this documentary about the Fort Scott Girl Scout murders comes on. And those girls were the ones in my dream. And I'm like, wait a minute, I drew a map of their cabins and this route they took. And so for the longest time, I got so many messages about that specific. And I was like, I wonder why. See, that's, that's, that's why I, I don't interview a lot of local people, because a lot of times I'm contacted about something that's like halfway across the country or world or um, and that's it, pretty old because I deal a lot with with cold cases and such. But um, for so long, I, I got messages about that one. And um, and then I ended up going to Oklahoma City. Um, which is where I got my my um, hypnotherapy certification to the uh, Skirvin Hotel, which is one of the most haunted hotels um, or supposed to be, you know, <laughs> in this in this area. And um, but that that wasn't what was scary about it. I had a dream months before about a guy being um, about a bunch of UFOs being in the area and a man being taken off of what looked like a roof rooftop like a of a parking garage by this giant extraterrestrial and i was like that's i don't have to worry about that like that's not that's not going to happen because usually my dreams all come true you know sometime in the future and i was like i'm not going to be in a situation where i see buildings like that so i don't even have to worry about it no never say never because I look out the I hear this screaming and I look out the window and I was like not to, and the Irvin is a you know the matrix I'm in the middle I'm my room's all the way at the end of this ridiculously long white hall and way down in the middle there's a table with a red phone on it and I was like this this isn't this can't happen this way <laughs> Okay. And I was by myself in Oklahoma, so. Yes, that's, uh, the Oklahoma's got a lot of, and coming back through, I, I kept getting, you know, hearing about a buried treasure, and I had no idea what that was until, again, later, um, some show about Jesse James, um, buried treasure whatever came out about those mountains too i don't know if you all have been down there like southern kansas um not yet what do they call those mountains there's there's an entire with southern kansas and northern oklahoma and mm -hmm. arkansas and missouri Ozarks. Ozarks is it Tahlequah? I don't think so. it's it's like it might just be the the Oklahoma mountain range like right there, um, but I mean it crosses into Kansas. I know there's an area that has like the four the four states in it and it's mountainous and lots of trees. Is that the area you're talking about? That might, yeah, it was and it was beautiful. I mean, it's there's but there's a lot there as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there is. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings down around in that area yeah, too. Sure. And in Folk, Arkansas, they always have the Folk the uh, Bigfoot Festival, Folk Festival there every year, which I'm going to go to someday. And uh, yeah, and there's a lot of people who believe that Bigfoot is kind of an extraterrestrial being, that there's a link between, you know, the extraterrestrials and UFOs and Bigfoot. That's why they disappear. Can't find them later. Or crossing dimensions. Some mm -hmm. people believe they're interdimensional as well. Interdimensional, yeah. Um, I, I believe, um, as far as Bigfoot and min many of the um, cryptids and, and interdimensionals and extraterrestrials go, I believe that this goes back um, in pagan beliefs as well. Um, that I, I guess to explain to people how that, how that would work, it's it's not some like Harry Potter invisibility cloak, but it kind of is, you know. And and scientists think that this is some type of futuristic technology. Um, that they use, and it, and it's not because this goes this goes back to the beginning of time, and and I believe that that's literally a uh, well, it's kind of like with people, if you believe you are invisible, you'll become invisible to people. Not not literally, like you're still there, but because of your intention behind that, your thought, the energy you put into that, um, people aren't going to see you. You know what I mean? And I think. Um, they have such an advanced form of being able to control their frequency and their vibration that that it allows them to sort of become invisible, you know. I know uh, in Alaska that they um, really believe that the big, I can't, they call it Nanatuk, I can't think of what they call it up there, but that it, it kind of is a spirit of the trees. So it's kind of like it can go that's why it disappears into the trees and it can just kind of become part of the tree. So similar to what you're saying. Absolutely. There's, it's the same. I grew up in the Gila um, wilderness um, in New Mexico and up there, um, you know, you, you have, you have the forest spirits as well. And people, I, I see, especially a lot of, of Bigfoot groups and such go, go out or, or people in general and say, that um, it was the trees doing doing something or the trees threw a branch at them or did this or did that. And and a lot of times, and there's certain people that can see it, many times I'm so used to, it's not that I see them. I see, I, I recognize uh, different frequencies, different auras, different, I, I don't know if you all um, have a better way of explaining that, but, but so I see it in that way. Um, and I, I guess a lot of them, I guess it's kind of the same concept as a, a shifter, you know, a lot of those aren't actually trees. They're just portraying a tree just as they would portray an animal or a person or whatever. There's actually been some sightings in Kansas, um, you know, Bigfoot sightings, reports of sightings. Um, in fact, one, our website, um, 
I know Linda, Dr. Clark has um, a part that's called cryptids and other strange creatures. strange creatures. And in there, there are a lot of different uh, cryptids and, and things like that, that people talk about, think they see. Um, I actually was going through it today. It's very interesting. Um, but there, there have been Bigfoot sightings. In fact, Alan, your guys's property is she's actually reported some mm -hmm. uh bigfoot calls and has yeah you might want to talk more about that yeah it was i don't remember what time of the year it was but um linda taking a recorder outside to she heard something strange and yeah she got what sounded like a a bigfoot or sasquatch whatever you um, want to call it so um and then the one time, I think it maybe was around the time of a big flood, like down south. Mm -hmm. So part of the theory there is that they were driven north because of the flood, and maybe that's why they ended up here. So, so yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I think she said that in one of her uh, articles about Bigfoot that when she was driving down the gravel road that she had like a bunch of gravel like yeah, thrown at her, thrown at her yeah. around the time that that, that was that same was exact activity. time yeah, mm -hmm. but, yeah we actually sure. yeah. Oh, go ahead oh, sorry no i was just gonna say i went with i was uh, just gonna ask and i need actually I think there's like a delay in that. It's fine. It's fine. I was going to say the, the same thing with um, Black Panthers. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and people often assume that Black Panthers are are extraterrestrial or or a type of walker or shifter or whatever um, because their sightings are have been more and more have increased over over the years in Kansas. Um, yeah, they, yeah. But uh, from a scientific or, or nature perspective, you know, they say the same thing that they've they've gradually migrated from they don't think it's a black panther at all. They think it's it's a it's a jaguar, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. you just it's so you know you can't see its spots because it's so dark and um, that it's migrated from Mexico or from from more southern areas over the years and some maybe but, you know that people have let loose maybe that they couldn't take care of um i don't know they're they're uh i have a lot of spirit animals but but there was one i i used to work um at a casino here and every you know i i worked the grave shift so every night i came home um around four or five in the morning it would cross the road same 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 place around the same place when i was drive i would get close to my house to the dirt road and it would cross every single every single day in front of my vehicle on perfect like intentionally letting me know it was there you know and then and my parents nobody believed me of course everybody said i was crazy and um they my parents caught it on on their cameras uh, quite a few times. I'm like, see, 
there's not, it's not, it's not so I, I'm like, I didn't say it was a unicorn or something crazy. Like it was an actual. <laughs> I think Linda got a report that they're wanting, she's wanting to go up around the Kansas city area mm -hmm. to uh, investigate a report of uh, black cat. Yeah, yeah. Black, big black cats. Um, it seems like in Kansas, it's mostly in the Eastern um, and the, southeast kansas you know the most um but up around kansas city there's been there's been some too i think this year um well not this year now we're in 2023 last year i should say 2000 did i say 22 i, I don't even know see i'm gonna be saying that till march but um last year 2022 um Kansas had more, it, it was like it went in waves, reports of UFOs and different sightings of, of you know, odd light phenomena and such. Um, and it was all in the north, primarily in the northeastern corner of Kansas and, and uh, kind of around Independence area um, near Kansas City. And, and it was, a, the, I'm pretty sure it broke a record of the number of reports. Um, and people were pretty consistent, you know, on, on what they reported too. So, um, but out West for, for those of you that that's what we call, you know, the other side of Kansas, <laughs> because it seems so far out West. Um, I've always, did you all live there and grow up with the whole Superman stigma, you know, like we some supernatural being. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had Dorothy and Toto stigma. Yes, yes, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere we, anybody who has me on, interviews me, whatever, they're like, or if I go to another state, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. I know, <laughs> it's so annoying. I'm like, that's, that's, that's original. Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you come right, up with right. that? Right, right, come up with something right. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm surprised you don't get the the Superman one because that to me, if have. if you go back and watch those original, you know, I I'm an '80s baby, um, it kind of makes sense, you know, knowing the power of asteroids, how what they have, how they affect humans, things like that. That there's nothing in in the like in the middle of Western Kansas, there could be tons of asteroids and all kinds of stuff that crashed there and nobody would know it for a while because there's nothing out there but um it's pretty sparse out there <laughs> lots of crops yeah lots of what i'm sorry crops oh crop i thought you said crows i was like oh no that's <laughs> well i mean there's probably crows too but <laughs> it's like wheat and mainly wheat probably <laughs> no no See, I, I have nightmares about like children of the corn and, and these things. But, uh, but speaking of which, corn, of this is something I didn't know and I have a new appreciation for, right? I was telling, I, I was interviewed, uh, or I will be interviewed this week, but he was on my show a few weeks ago, Jesse Peake. He's, he's a uh, MUFON investigator from um, the Mutual... UFO network and and he's from Pennsylvania, but 
um, he was telling me corn, something about the silk on the corn and, and the, the moisture, I don't, whatever it does. Um, when, when I'm ever at my parents' house and they live in a, uh, this probably seems weird to people in other parts of the world, but like, like one of those Morton building type houses. So it's got the, the, uh, aluminum, is it aluminum? Steel? I don't know. Something siding? Yeah. So, aluminum. We call them barn houses around here. Yes. <laughs> it's like part of it for your big old trucks and then the other's finished for your house. <laughs> yes. They don't, they don't have, the, their whole thing is just a house though. Cause, cause they're, you know, my dad's retired. They don't farm or anything. Um, but they live across from giant, you know, they're surrounded obviously by, by corn and wheat fields. And he was saying this, there's, there's something in that that protects against like radiation and, and all these other things. And I said, you know, the common, whatever it is, literally I have been abducted right before their property line, right? You know, it's like, and I said, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the combination of the corn and, and that type of housing, um, because there's, um, now after harvest time, oh no, it's very dangerous. I, I don't go out in the middle of random fields because <laughs> I'm triggered by those things. But, but when, when the corn's still high, yeah, I think that there's something to that. They're even using it medically now for, um, uh, different like carpal tunnel syndrome and all kinds of stuff. Um, mm. Didn't know that. Hair treatments. Um, there's there's a lot of things, but it does have something to do with. It also has something to do with why uh, different crafts have been said to land specifically in cornfields in places, you know, all, all across the world. It, it's like that absorbs part of the radiation or something. I'm not sure, but it's it's fascinating. I I this is a recent you know, thing you mentioned, and I was like, that's something to study, especially since we have it all around us, you know, it's easier, <laughs> it's easier for us, but how, how much have you all, um, do you get called on investigations like that, that people see weird things in the sky or in their cornfield or? Uh, occasionally, I mean, we, we don't get a lot of land specific things, like, like that like we'll get like a, a cryptid or or something like that so we really don't get a lot of reports like ufos or anything necessarily in this area so mainly houses and businesses and things i found well that all of it goes on way more than anybody realizes it's just that you know nobody talks about it and and the only reason that i've i've found this is they they don't people don't call me specifically or anything like like they do you all but i i will be somewhere um in in public in a public setting with people who know me and will start talking to me about something like this like my sister or friends or whatever you know and then it's the bystanders that are like so uh I've never told anybody this, but um, out at my land, you know, and, and then you and then you start hearing them. Um, and so it's and interesting that, to piece all that together. And that's often the case. I mean, it's just like you said, not talked about. I mean, 
people are just afraid to talk about it sometimes even with their houses and that's another thing another aspect of our team we confidentiality is so critical mm-hmm. in our line of work so particularly with private homes and businesses and things because sometimes people don't want to talk about it they don't want their neighbors to know or whatever now the interesting thing is spirits are not discreet so uh sometimes (laughs) sometimes that um that that causes a a problem you know i don't know (laughs) if you all have had that ever had that happen but and i tell people anybody who knows me knows i'm not gonna lie like i I'm like most mediums are obligated if, if they're if if they're a true one. I'm not talking about the uh, the show, you know, the old school uh, dial one eight hundred psychic, you know, <laughs> right? Miss Plato, <laughs> right? Um, but the authentic ones, I'm like, we. It's not. It's not a matter of us trying to insult anybody or, or anything. We just have to give people messages as, as they come across. It can't be filtered through our interpretation, I guess. Well, I, I mean, it is, but but not toned down to to save, uh, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't, I wasn't born with a filter, so. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of want um, Vanessa to speak to that a little bit. Too like how how does it show up for you and and how do you know when to talk to someone about it? Um, so that's hard. That's actually that actually happened the other night at the investigation we went to. Um, just like a sp- specific sensitive subject where I had somebody with me that had um, self harmed or committed suicide, and I didn't really know how to say that without offending her. So I kind of beat around the bush in a little bit. So I, I'm kind of jealous of you, Trish, that you don't have that filter. Um, I'm yeah, not there yet, yeah. but I'm. when it comes to me, I kind of learned, try to interpret it in a way where it's not going to be a fence, but at the same time, take it for what it is. A lot of people will be mad at you for a while. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if you were like me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it, it's... Uh, it's uh, it well, too. That's true. It can go well too. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. Do you find? I I used to have this. Uh, not fear. I, I after one of my near death experiences, I had a dream of of Egypt and, and, um, Anubis, Anubis, however, however people pronounce him and, um, was telling me how, uh, you know, it's forbidden to contact the dead, but, but in a manner that, uh, he meant, I guess for personal reasons, um, so he was trying to show me from that like you can contact spirits to for facts like to to find out i don't know something they know knowledge they learned in life um science history whatever whatever you want to know or or for something that's already happened you know um as in crime scenes and things like that but as far as 
he was telling me there was there was a danger in doing it when when it's for personal reasons, like when the living are trying to contact the dead um, just because they miss them or or whatever. Have you all ever experienced that? Yeah. Um, one of the first things that Linda told me when I joined the team was never investigate your own house. <laughs> so I have it. But um, I did. Yeah, I did have if the spirits want you want to give you a message, they'll come to you. Right. You don't need to seek them out. Um, after my mom passed, I had her. She came to me and let me know. In fact, we knew she was going to pass because she had cancer and I had joined this group. And so, you know, one of our last times together, you know, she said something about coming back. I said, you need to come back and let me know, you know, if you're around or how this works, whatever. I, and she said, okay. I said, well, we need to have a sign, you know, how am I going to know it's you? And she said, I'll knock three times. Um, and she just knocked three times on wood. She's all, I'll do that. I said, okay. And so then after she passed, I was with Linda in at the plum place, the plum house. And we were up in the attic and just kind of doing a baseline investigation because we we're going to do something later on in that month or the next month. And, um, we were trying to communicate with some spirits there and I kept hearing a real faint tap, 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 like at the door. And finally I asked Lynn, I said, do you hear that? And she said, yeah. And I, and I kept hearing it. And this was like just a month after my mom passed. And I didn't even, I thought, why would she even be here? But I, we did. I asked her if it was her, we used the rods and it was her. And of course I lost it, but, um, I asked, I said, well, why would she come here? I didn't even, I mean, she, I don't even think she knows about this place. She hasn't lived up here in years. And she's like, well, she just came for you or, you know, came with you. And that does seem to happen a lot mm -hmm. when we have investigations. We have, you call them hitchhikers. Yeah. But they're hitchhikers. Yeah, yeah. There have been times that we have had spirits come with people to give them messages and i've actually had the privilege of being able to find that out and give the messages to the people during some of our public investigations and it's it's been really powerful really powerful i think that's um have you heard of the the spirit phone i believe uh the university don't quote me on this. It's either the University of Texas or, or one of the major schools, <laughs> colleges in Texas. Um, I, I know it was a big thing last year. I don't know if it started then. I, I think it's been ongoing for a while. They were trying to create an actual phone to contact uh, um, people who have passed on. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, for me, I'm almost going to categorize that as, as we do Ouija boards. We don't do, we don't do those because, um, you don't know what's going to come through. And if you don't properly open, close it, do all that stuff. I mean, and even then you don't know what's going to come through what we just don't, we don't mess with it. So 
I don't know if that might be the same sort of thing. I don't know. No, I've, I've wondered that too. I'm like, if you pick up the phone, it's like an old school party line. How do you know who's going to be on the other end? You know? <laughs> it's going to be someone asking about our car extended warranty. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we use a lot of different tools, but I don't, I don't Can know. Can you hear me now? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And, and how do you, like, is somebody going to, I, I just don't, I can't picture how that's going to be controlled, I guess, like. That's just it. You can't control it. Just like you can't control a Ouija board. Right. Similar it's to like, spirit boxes, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you, hello, will you, will you take these, accept these charges from hell? Well, no. <laughs> There's no caller ID. <laughs> not a right. <laughs> Scam likely. Nope, not answering that one. <laughs> what about, um, what about Stoll? Have you all been there? You can't get within, you can't get there. I mean, um, Linda had gone way long time ago. I mean, and she took a picture and someone had, I can't remember. It's like a, someone had like carved a devil face into the wall or something. The church is no longer there, I believe. And it's just gotten, it's just such a, urban legend thing that they had to just close it off. You can't even get to the cemetery anymore because so many people are out there. I mean, this is, that's another thing. This is, this is people's graves. I mean, it's a sacred space and, um, we are very respectful of yeah. people and the spirits and, you know, we go in with the utmost respect for the people whose home it is and the spirits as well, because they were people just like us at one no. time. We do not provoke. No. We do not try to stir things up. We try to leave it better than how we found it. We try to calm things down, move them on if they want to move on. Sometimes it's up to the homeowners. Is it okay if they stay, you know, get an understanding, but we don't, we don't promote. Pro provoke it's not like um you know those shows on tv it's um oh that drives me absolutely crazy me too um, when they're screaming and yelling i'm like guys be quiet this yeah. is when you need to hear things you don't scream yeah. and run. <laughs> you've literally asked the spirit to, to do something and then they do it and they scream and yeah run off Did you down hear the hall. That? yeah no it's like Shh, quiet <laughs> and, and well, that's I think a lot of those things are distractions too. And I'm like, you're, you know, you're missing the entire point. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're probably talking and, and loud and making noise over some very important evidence that you're not going to get now. So I don't know. I hear a noise and I go to it. I don't mm -hmm. run from it. I'm one of those uh, stupid people that, you know, I hear a bang or something in the basement. I'm going <laughs> with my recorder. <laughs> gonna see what it is oh my gosh the fact that you said that i was just talking to my son before the show because uh of course it was probably like three in the morning last night i got up to go to the restroom because i couldn't sleep and and my phone died of course um so i didn't know exactly what time it was otherwise i would have noted that but um 
it sounded like sound like an explosion, like literally right outside my house. But tonight, um, my son went down in our cellar and shut the door and that same sound, I was like, man, if I was like half asleep, that kind of rattled the house, you know, you just slammed the door. I'm like that, that could have been something in the basement. Trying to get But it's a cellar, it's not a, yeah. There's a lot, Topeka. I have a really hard time living here because of all the terrible things that have been done. Yeah. Um, State hospitals are particular. Oh, and and I think that's, you know, recently my, my daughter broke her leg and and she has gone um, to a lot of those areas, you know, for physical therapy and stuff. And I even stepping foot on that land. I'm like, man, I just see all the people and all the deaths and all the, and um, Hummer sports park. The craziest thing, the first uh, sports tournament I went to there, I see this lady, um, a, a, a living lady. Um, sometimes I get confused about that too in crowds. I'll be like, I'm, I don't know if they're, somebody will be talking, I'm like, well, that one might've been, they might've been a ghost, you know, they show up so so vivid to me that, but this one was, it was, it was a, a lady cleaning up blood on the floor and um like one of the kids had gotten a bloody nose some i i don't know but um but it was in a specific area that went that i guess used to be um down to some of the tunnels under um the old hospital and so i didn't know that at the time though but i but i paid attention to her doing that in that area and then later um you know, spirits told me that that's, they used to chain people up down there and do, I'm like, wow. She was literally, that was that, you know, that's what they showed me that for. Like that was the trail of blood on the the actual, um, in that area. So. Yeah. It's a, there's some tough places up there. The old site of Menegers, Topeka state hospital. Um, if you're ever on those grounds, it's overwhelming feeling that's there so i walked straight to an infant grave a a very fresh one at menninger's one time um and um unfortunately i i guess that's that's why i kind of steer clear of of um a lot of things in kansas because nobody nobody listens and it's 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 really sad it's um you know um when I used to work with different authority, KBI, things like that, I didn't work for them, people. Don't get it confused. When I was trying to work with them, as far as, um, you know, missing persons and stuff, they, they just write it off as, um, oh, we get, which I get that also, you know, they, they say they get so many um, psychic leads and, and, mm-hmm and mediums and things like this. And I'm like, but no, like this is an actual place. Like this is, <laughs> but no, nobody listens. So um, you would think they would want to and go check it out. If nothing else, just to say, okay, you know, they're not there. Uh, but um, I mean, I'm not going to mention what, what state was, was, uh, you know, kind of, in in the hot seat for corruption last year but uh that'll uh <laughs> doesn't narrow it down i was gonna say <laughs> that could be any it's in the middle it's in the middle of the united states so 
<laughs> but um, so so I don't know. You know, there's. I I even had a, a show where I wanted to get mediums um, from all over to help with cold cases. You know, uh, because I thought that's that's really interesting thing because we often all get different messages about the same um you know the same situation or the same it's kind of like a puzzle you know you literally like um put the pieces together because everybody gets something different and everybody can contribute and um it's just there's there's not enough and, and i'm sure there's not enough um nowadays there's staffing problems and things like that you know they they don't have in Kansas anyways, especially for like missing children, there's not enough staff to support social workers or anything to support that. No, there's so, not. That was one of the big things I got in Atchison um, because there's a house right by the, or the old orphan cemetery that literally has Trisha written in the cement. Um, and I'm like, well, that's, that's a sign of some sort, right? Like <laughs> written in the walls. <laughs> but um, in the basement of Sally House, I got a uh, sacrificing the children. And um, that was part of it. And I'm like, man, there's so much, so much. It can be a lot. <clears throat> Do you find, um, I had somebody, I, I put a, oh, I don't know why, see? This is, I don't know why I just saw this. Um, this is a long, I don't know if it'll show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see it. I'm going to read this for the radio. Um, a camera that someone lost in South America was found recently. They, they are mistaken about the person, parentheses, that they captured on the film that had posed for the photo. It is not a man from lost civilization. Right away, I can tell something in the story is wrong because the picture resembles Bigfoot, women I have friended. I'm no joke. Check it out, Bigfoot people. I have ghosts also. They are always coming and going. I got ding-dong ditched by a knock the other day. <laughs> bump, bada, bump, bump. And I'm, I apologize. Um, as I said, I don't know. It just shows up as Facebook user. So I don't know who you are, be, unless you give StreamYard um, permission. So, um, what are your thoughts on on the? I don't know. I I don't know if I have seen the the film they're referring to. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't have a reference there, but. Then there's one um, of a time traveling werewolf. What are your opinions on werewolves? Part of the cryptids. Yeah, yeah. part of the cryptids. Um, werewolf, dog man. Um, you know, uh, we got skinwalkers, you have wendigos. Um, there's, there's all sorts of uh, different things out there. There, I'm trying to think. In yeah, there, there was someone that cited a werewolf they thought was a werewolf in 2008 in Sedgwick County here in Kansas. Of course, that's just one report. Um, 
a lot of times people don't report things or they they shrug it off, um, shake it off. In Jackson County in 2013 and 2015, um, some sightings of either a dog man or, or werewolf. Um, and one thing that struck me in that article that, that Linda wrote on is on her cryptids webpage is um when this when this wolf stood up they could hear the popping and the cracking you know kind of like what you see on tv almost but they said they could hear that like the joints popping and cracking and then it went walked on to it was bipedal then so i don't um, know i think there's, there's a lot of things out there that we don't understand there's quite a large population of uh, wolf clans, I should say, in the Topeka area that I know of. Um, and it, it's it's been, I, I don't know about other areas in the state, but there, yeah, there's always, always sightings here. Um, I don't consider There's other animals, uh, coyotes. I've had many different experiences here with coyotes that aren't actually coyotes um, and deer that aren't actually deer. Um, and, and that seems to be, in Kansas, there's, it's like the land of monsters, um, quite, li <laughs> quite, quite literally. Um, The Facebook user, I, I still um, <laughs> it, it happens every time I get up off the couch, popping and cracking. I'm 53. Yes. Yes, I get that. We gotcha, Facebook user. <laughs> and the one above that, and to have one show up on your show, what a treat, am I right? I had, I interviewed uh, Denny Sargent, who wrote Werewolf Magic, Facebook user. You should, you should. He's from the West Coast. He's from um, the Northwest. Um, and they love, uh, you know, making their neighbors wonder what they're doing out naked running around in the woods. So. <laughs> um, but an interesting thing with, with, with werewolves. Oh, you cut out there. What, Wally? Okay. Go ahead, Wally. Okay. Carrie and I, one evening after dark, we were coming from Avalon back to our farm. And we were going down over 40. And there's a lot of houses along the way. But this night, we saw. Uh, Four-legged something oh. that went across the road was dark. Dark, shadowy looking, but yet had a long tail, kind of long legs, and a lot of fur. And then it was gone. Now, what's 
odd is when you drive down this section of forty, there you just don't see any animals in the yards around those houses. So of course your brain wants to logically explain what it is. But uh, and this is where it comes in for me that I try to logically explain things, but then I have to remind myself to be open and accept the possibilities of something else. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if I hear a, a noise at home, then I go refrigerator. Oh wait, maybe it wasn't. I see a glimpse of something in the living room. Oh, that was just the light. Well, wait a minute, maybe it wasn't. And uh, so, yeah, I think if people would kind of not try to override with logic a lot of times. Because a lot of times when you try to do that, it doesn't come out logical anyway. So what's really happening? And don't discard it, except that it's a possibility. But yeah, it was very interesting that night. We're used to people telling us that it's... Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, maybe it's a chupacabra. And that's something else that uh, Linda has on her uh, cryptids and other strange creatures page too. She has a section dedicated to chupacabras, which sometimes are animals really with a bad case of mange. Mm -hmm. And they look really, they don't look like an animal that you would ever think um, existed. But when they have severe case of, of mange where the mite gets under the skin and it just makes the skin leathery and the hair falls off except in some places they can look quite frightening but but yes I mean I totally that's not to say there's not chupacabras but sometimes what people think are are that I, I agree with it almost slinks like a cat, but it looks more like a dog. And it's large. Yeah. So. I don't know if you all are familiar or, or aware of the more recent declassified uh, military and government um, files you know, reports, um, you, you can find a lot of those, especially from the CIA on, on their website, CIA.gov, but they have, there, there's been, um, and this has been since probably, I, I want to say like the sixties, um, where experiments were being done, not, not just by in the U S or by the U S, um, other countries as well. Uh, sort of mixing different animal breeds to create a hybrid animal. Um, 
and a lot of times the, the those would you know they'd be tagged and, and released to see how long they could live in the wild and and such um and that makes sense to me you know i'm I, i'm biologically a chimera so i'm multiple races of i don't know whatever but um if you think, you know, Wally, as you were saying, in scientific terms of things like that, and that has been documented since even the Egyptian times, you know, they they also experimented with with crossbreeding different animals and such because uh, they were trying to find a way to withstand droughts and things like that. That's actually where the longhorn cattle came from because they wanted to find a more resilient cow to with, withstand the the upcoming drought that they knew was going to happen. Um, oh, I saw the longhorns in Abilene during the, the longhorn drive there. So that's that's what made me think that, but um, so things aren't so far-fetched, you know. Um, another thing with experiencers, with, with um, abductees, um, they will tell you, many of them will say that many times their their mind is manipulated to see this being, whether it be an interdimensional, um, intergalactic, extraterrestrial, whatever you want to call it, um, projected. However, they, they see it in their mind, I guess. I don't know how to explain that. Um, Like I, I saw a gargoyle sitting on my dining room table one time and I didn't realize the significance of that, the symbolism of it or, or seeing, I've actually taken pictures of clouds that say, like you can actually see letters or numbers or whatever spelled out it, because they project those things in this hologram graph that, you know, we're all in. And, and so when somebody says they've seen, um, unicorns or, or, or like me, gargoyles. Or, uh, and that's so have hundreds of others throughout time, you know, so I try not to discount anything either. Like if they're, if they're projecting what's in our mind, um, then, then maybe that is what comes out, you know? Yeah, very well could be. Never say never. Oh gosh. <laughs> Every time that happens, something something bad comes up. <laughs> That's funny because I wrote down, I wrote down a that I read today from Mark Twain. Truth is stranger than fiction. And that's definitely what I've come across since Joyful <laughs> Me too. Yep. Do, do you all think that there is a danger in modern, um, you know, we have on the, on the Parapost Network, like they have the global ghost hunt coming up next, next year or no, no, this, I see, I still don't know what year I'm in 2023 now, um, this year. And, um, things like that where a bunch of people all around the world would be uh basically doing investigations at historical landmarks on the same day at the same time um 
to me, I found in a lot of a lot of these different places, there's portals um, that either people have opened or that due to whatever's happened there, you know, were created. So what's your opinion on that? I, for me, that'd be a little bit twofold. I mean, number one, it's dangerous in the fact that a lot of people that are going to maybe do this aren't going to know what they're doing. They're not going to be respectful. They're just wanting the notoriety. Um, they're they're looking for the dark stuff. Right. And that's what I, I see right. a we lot don't of people. Ever seek that out. They're looking for the dark stuff. That's what they want. We don't really come across the dark stuff. I mean, and we, and don't, we don't seek we it out. We definitely don't seek it either. But a lot of those people might be looking for mm -hmm. some dark stuff, and they, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, because. They I just think it would be a lot of people that are uh, not educated enough and you get enough of those people out there at the same time opening portals or that's an awful lot of power that could be unleashed. I don't know. I'm just or, a little iffy about that. To me, it's a little bit of exploitation too. This is true. Of the spirits. Yeah. Um, not being respectful. To right. Them. I mean, Absolutely. what we do is serious. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's serious. It can be serious. It can be dangerous. Um, it's not for a show. It's not for, no. you know, to get famous or anything like that. It's not, it's not for fun even, you know, mm -hmm. we're there to help people mm -hmm. and to help these spirits too. And they need someone to help them. Sometimes they need someone to hear them cross them over if that's what they want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We crossed over a lot of spirits. Yeah, we have a video on our YouTube of some spirits crossing over into a candle. So I uh, a lot of people have called me like the social worker of spirits because I do. I it's not by choice. I like that. That's a good title. <laughs> not by choice. But I don't see see I'm so glad that there's people like like you all too to assist in in spirits crossing over i feel like i get called to the more difficult like darker again not by choice right but because and i often thought i'm like maybe it is because i have had um you know quite a few near-death experiences and such and, and so i'm somewhat i i wouldn't say no, I think there is a more, I, I think my ability to communicate with some of the, the more dangerous or demonic or, or angrier spirits, um, it's like they see me as, as, as kind of part dead. I, I don't know how to explain that. You know, you know, I'm, you does that make sense? Fate, like you tempted fate and came back. Right. So that gives you, I think they probably view that as that gives you a strength. You've been to our side, now you're back. And having I, you done that a few times, I mean, every time I think then your powers would get stronger. Well, and not only that, being a chimera, you know, if I uh, technically, um, I used to joke about it before I ever knew that, that I, I was that. Um, I, I would say I've been in, I've been dead inside for years, you know, just just joking back when when I was younger, you know, in my early 20s and stuff. 
but technically I have, you know, and, and it took me so long. I, it's actually going to be in, in part of my, the book I'm writing about that because I didn't realize that I was being haunted by my uh, twin and triplet siblings. You know, I have their body, I have extra organs that belong to them living, um, functioning organs that, that are of my siblings, but not their full bodies. So I was, I was, I didn't realize that I thought those were attached. Those spirits were attachments, but no, it's part of me. Like it took me so long to, to get, get that. But then I was like, oh my gosh, I am dead. And like part of me is technically, um, so, so that was interesting. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, but, but it's definitely, uh, um, uh, like, like the, the Fort Scott Girl Scout or things like that. Like it, it's, it's a lot of very, uh, very, sometimes very bad entities. So I can't do, people are like, Oh, you know, why, why, why can't you do it more often? No, I, I can't lower my vibration to be able to do that very often. I, I, I probably only do things like that. I don't know, two or three times a year, maybe. Otherwise it would probably kill me literally. Like it takes so much energy, you know? So but but people don't consider that even even exorcists and stuff you know that's um i haven't performed like self exorcisms on camera unknowingly so maybe that's part of my like subconscious you know (laughs) thank goodness but maybe that's that's why i have that protection and who is this the dog bark. I was trying to say my sinuses are more sensitive like a dog and a good list of things modern people either lost or don't. Or aren't equipped with. And there's a comment um, somebody put in that they, a friend sent them a picture of a chupacabra. Um, yeah, if you want to send that to our Facebook page, Flint Hills Paranormal or send it to our email. It's flinthillsparanormal at gmail.com. We would love to see it. Take a look at it. We'll get back with you. That one right there. So yeah, please send it to us. And addressing the dog bark comment. Um, I think that what you said there is true. There are a good list of things that senses that we aren't in tune to or we haven't um that we're afraid to develop children animals are more sensitive than we are they haven't they haven't figured out how to filter or they haven't been taught to filter haven't been told they can't right right that's not real Mm -hmm. some of us do lose those sensitivities as we get older oops I try to be very careful uh, with with my daughter's so much more. And well, she's very intuitive. But but the difference is, you know, I was and I don't blame my parents for telling me that these things didn't exist because um, I understand how how they were afraid of them as well. But 
my daughter, especially like when we went to, we, we went to Stoll because she, during the day, this was before, don't, I know I'm going to get a bunch of emails. People are going to jump on me about this. No, it said open hours and it had like a listing of daytime hours, and all this stuff. I guess that was an old website, but I, I didn't know that. So I was being respectful and we actually have ancestors, you know, in Kansas and in different cemeteries. And, um, we went there during the day and very respectful. She walks over. So, so this is after I, I had gone there. I don't know, over 20 years ago when I went to KU. Um, but when, when the church and stuff was still standing, but, um, this is more recent in the last few years. And um, she walks over to a fence on the far side of the cemetery. And she said, why do I feel like there's, that looks like the stairs going down. And I was like, what? You, you know, she's she's young. She, she doesn't know any of the stories about Stoll. She doesn't know any, um, you know, nobody's told her anything about the supposed stairway being one of the stairways to hell and, right. and all of this. And um, I thought that was interesting because I, I was like, huh, out of all the experts that have ever been here, you know, so many discounted that and said that this does not exist. Um, but in, in e even all the way back to like, Egyptian beliefs or pagan beliefs, stairways down or up in the world don't necessarily mean they, they don't all lead to this hell, you know? So I guess that's another interpretation, but the thing with Stoll, which, which brought that up was the legend was about a witch and, um, um, the devil, right? They, they said the, the witch and and Lucifer um, bred a a werewolf that ran off in the woods, or that's that's a story that was around here. So I I don't really. Um... But anyways, a sheriff came right like you know, not long after we were there. <laughs> and um, we weren't I, again. This was broad daylight. We weren't doing anything, obviously illegal. We thought it was open. I you know. And so, but the funny, here's what I said. Um, and he just turned white. <laughs> and I didn't even know because at that moment, um, and he, he asked what we were doing there. And I said, um, oh, I was, I was, I came to see if some relatives that have passed. Um, I said, they used to be buried here. And he said, used to be. And I was like, Yes, apparently that's so. <laughs> this was before I knew that the actual grave of the apparent, you know, witch that was buried there had been moved. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. Yeah, that is. Because years before I had gone, um, it was it was during another. It might have been during uh, like Astera or. One of the one of the moons, um, and I was actually looking for stolen, and and this was wasn't anywhere near the right place. And I, Kansas has tons of cemeteries in the middle of nowhere, you know, and and so yep. I went to one. I was probably at the correct one at that time, unknowingly, you know, 
the first years before and had no idea. And of course, I would never tell anybody that location because I know people are just savages when it comes to um, destroying things and disrespecting them. So yeah, um, <laughs> but the same thing, the same thing when I lived in Manhattan, I don't know if you all have ever heard that it used to be called magic, the town of magic before the government destroyed it. The government held one of it was it's the only recorded the largest paid by the government mass exorcism um, was held at Fort Riley, Kansas. Share this. I don't know what I'm sharing, though. Skinwalkers are scary. I agree with that. <laughs> Have you all ever seen the movie? I couldn't even make it all the way through it. I was just led to... I, I don't watch TV unless I'm led to something specific, but... Um, came out about six months ago, the movie Prey. P-R-E-Y. No. Oh, my God. Not yet. I don't think I have. I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Ooh. I don't that want to That is... <laughs> people, you know, especially around this area in Lawrence and stuff, people always want to contact extraterrestrials and be abducted and all these. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're dealing Like, I, I mean, yes, some of them are good. I, I, I agree. But... The only thing I could think of when I saw that movie, all of it was, almost all of it was correct and reminded me of when I lived in the mountains and all the times they, you know, this transparent water looking being that looked like some type of predator, alien, you know, terrifying. And, and I have horrific, um, you know, scars, all kinds of things. So, so for everyone who thinks these are just little cuddly, uh, you know, forest creatures, I, I, <laughs> I advise go watch that movie. And um, yeah. again, I don't know how it ends. I don't know anything about most of it because I probably only watched like the first 15 minutes. But that was that was more accurate to to real life events, um, probably for a lot of people actually. That I wouldn't. Um, so when people are, I always advise, like, when you're in the middle of nowhere and you, you think you're dealing with a spirit or or something that uh, even, like, the Fae, sometimes uh, that that thing I could see being perceived or portrayed as, as, like, a walker. I don't even like saying that, but, I mean, in Native beliefs, like, you don't say that because then you call them in, so. Could have been an elemental also. Well, in, in the movie, it's it's not an elemental. It's just the way this thing operates. Oh, I haven't operates. seen, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of what you saw, the with what you said, like transparent with the water or something. Mm. Oh, oh, I agree. Yeah, made me yeah. think elemental. Elementals it, it can can have the same thing, but this thing was very, uh, like it was hunting them, very aggressive, very. Um, um, 
very advanced uh, as far as like the mind control, things that the elementals typically can't or don't do, you know. Um, they might com confuse a person or trap them or what, but, but this was very, very different. I'm sharing your post this show. I don't. I don't know what they're. So I assume they're sending it to to you all from your website. Is that correct? Facebook I user. So. I don't, um, who, who are you sent? Did, did you already send it? So, so what would you all say was probably the most intense investigation in Kansas you've ever done? I think for me, we did a warehouse in Wichita. Um, and this guy was living in part of it. And I just kept having this spirit in my head wanting attention. And then we all, we, we did our little walkthrough and then we all went to dinner and I was just and everyone was talking about everything other than paranormal. And it just really made me mad. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I have to tell you about the spirit. You know, I'm really, I was just really mad. And it wasn't until I don't halfway through dinner, I was, I finally said something. And I realized it was the spirit, like influencing how I was thinking. Um, for me, that was scary because it's not really like my demeanor. <laughs> just that spirit got so far into my head. So that for me was probably one of my scariest experiences, but. That was an intense investigation. Yeah, it was. Because <laughs> that was one of my first big ones. Um, mm -hmm, it was. And I remember feeling like getting rushed mm -hmm, by a spirit. Yeah. Um, and then remember Annette and I were like, we had a, a camera set up in the attic where no one could go um, because he, had had some experiences or something happening up there. And we were looking at the monitor that was up there. And she's oh, yeah, like, mass, yeah. well, she's like, it's all, it went blank. It's just black. And I said, wait a minute. And we watched and the entire screen was black. And then pretty soon we saw it, the black shifted, just like it was something that totally went over the whole screen and mm -hmm. then disappeared. And oh, wow. she took a picture of us because we both looked at yeah, each other. Yeah, you had like, this look on your face. Did you see that? And then she, it was yeah. that was pretty crazy. And when we went to dinner and came back, all our equipment was unplugged. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was nobody in there. So yeah, I think one. Do you do you know like the the what date was it? Like the the actual date? Do you recall when when everything was unplugged? Oh, this was pre-pandemic, so probably it's like before COVID, after COVID. Um, it was maybe 
2018 or 19 maybe but i mean like day of the month do, do oh, you all day of the month no i don't so wouldn't that's important because when, when you say everything's unplugged um for me i've been electrocuted i've been struck by lightning all these things if i came home and everything was unplugged i would know that portal days like the recent ones that we had the 20th through the 22nd there's in the atmosphere you'll see a lot more uh problems with electronics and things like that but also um we had one of the largest electrical storms in i don't know if it was just in the us or in the world um during the last few days of last week which would affect people like if all that energy is coming through and you're trying to contact spirits you could get you could have a heart attack you could um like people like i have electromagnetic sensitivity on certain days when certain things even the sun um you know the solar flares now can cause things like that so depending on the day is why i asked that even with if the if the moon's full that's going to make that energy even more like i'm more likely to have a heart attack during a full moon at a place with these specific electromagnetic frequencies. So if I came back to that, I would think they were protecting me, not trying to stop me from communicating, you know. That's so, yeah, that's good insight. So it's good to note the moon phase, what planet, sure. um, yeah. and, and specific days and times, because all, all those are like portal days and portal times affect mm -hmm. um, I didn't think to bring my little notebook that has my yeah, notes in it notes. with me yeah. and the dates and everything. So otherwise we could have looked it up. I, uh, there's a lot of places that only have activity on portal days too. And people will say, well, we went to this site and there was nothing happened, but it only happens on, on this day. Well, then at that specific place, you might be dealing with interdimensional or extraterrestrial, if that's the case, because they can only travel during specific um, days and times, I guess, if that makes sense, or, yeah. or moon phases, things like that. Um, whereas if you went to a place with, with like human spirits, then it really wouldn't, you know, those things don't really affect it as much. That might be why when we go mm -hmm. some places where they say they've had issues, we go there and there's really nothing happening that mm -hmm. we get. That might be a reason why. It, on those, when I look back at places like that, that I'm, I'm like, well, I always had, you know, things happen there. But then I look at the dates and I'm like, okay, because I was led there specifically on that date, you know, so that made a difference. Um. I don't know. There's there's so much to to explore. It's exciting that more people are open to it in this day and age. You know, um, where do you all plan to go next? Like, what do you plan to do with your group? I guess in the future, we'll probably continue to grow it. We need a couple of we need a couple more members, and um, so we're we're pretty tight right now and pretty small. So. Nine sounds like a lot, but when I think we did like well over 30 investigations last year. And if you think wow. I always tell people 
for every hour of investigation, it's two hours of work on our end afterward. So for three hour investigation, plan on six hours of going through evidence, you know, following up the client. And so um, we'll continue to grow and continue to be a part of the community. So, but we're pretty community rooted. So we want to stay here for sure. Hopefully with uh, our name getting out there, the people that need help or have issues, they can, they, mm -hmm. they will know to contact us because we see, um, that happening already every every mm -hmm. year we're getting more and more, more and more people private yeah. investigations people hearing about us and wanting us to come help so um i think we've already got quite a few bookings this year already yeah so. we do we've, we ended 2022 with the waiting list of people wow follow up with so and we do referrals as well so if anyone that's listening to this um we're more than happy to find a paranormal team in your area We've done that multiple times. People from other states will come across us and asking for help. And um, it's sometimes hard to connect with the local team. So maybe that's why I was drawn to you all. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But, but the problem is <laughs> Topeka, <laughs> There's a, this is a whole different. Um, there's not just, there's problems with the living in Topeka. <laughs> yeah. Much less the dead. We, we have the living dead here, you know, so. Uh, Topeka's, a, um, Topeka's a tough place sometimes. Man. Um, so aside from, you know, it, and, and for me, I, I still have, I don't know if this happens to you all, but, but I've also, you know, there, and there's other people like me um, that I know in my area as well as all over the world that that are also used and exploited by by other organizations um for e even like military abductions things like that for remote viewing um for for all kinds of things against our will so um so when people you know send me hate mail that i'm not doing what i'm supposed to oh, there's a lot of other things that goes into um having these gifts i guess you yeah. know so to speak that that people don't understand um and, and it can be dangerous that's a, that's another thing you know i see people teaching remote viewing and all these all these other things all over and even in my hypnotherapy class they were teaching using a pendulum or um, basically like a ouija board as a form of uh, getting direct messages from your higher consciousness, basically. But I'm like, but as to avoid the religious um, context and, and, and things that would come from that, they they just said that's that's what it's used for. But but that's dangerous because they're not teaching uh, how you should protect what else comes from you're not just going to get your right. higher consciousness like when you when you open that up you know um the same with pendulums so it, my fear is is having kids you know my kids my little girl seeing something like that on youtube or tiktok and and then all of a sudden you have these children everywhere opening up portals and vortexes and all kinds of stuff in their own home which is probably 
where you all get most of your calls from and the people don't even know it you know they don't they don't know that this is happening right um, right they don't know what's going on that's that's why we exist to, to help them sort it out i've been taught last, last christmas um you know they had this toy that's like a um everybody thinks harry potter and all these things are cute or um it was a toy. It was a, a witch's cauldron. The magic it had potion. Yes, and it's ridiculous, yes. like eighty dollars or something. Those expensive. <laughs> yes, I didn't buy one, but man, I looked at it. My inner child wanted one. Yes, <laughs> and yes, I find it fascinating. And my daughter wanted one too. And I'm like, I'm not buying you this plastic bowl for eighty dollars. You're crazy. But, <laughs> but if you get these these kids who are gifted with the the right intention and things and they start it doesn't matter what they're brewing up a potion in it's going to happen and i i think that's something that, that people need to be educated on like nobody teaches spiritual awareness in school or you know that's that without a religious context because it doesn't matter what religion you come from there is still a spiritual world outside of our own um so I don't know. I don't know how to solve it, but but we need more people like you all to go in and, and help people in their homes. And and obviously, you know, um, for for listeners that want to contact them, there's nothing. They're not going to judge you. They're not going yeah. to. Obviously, I've told them stuff that people, half of you all are probably like, you're this my listeners have their popcorn they're like we just you know Trish is absolutely off her rocker but but that's what I'm saying like some of the oddest cases they're not gonna they're not gonna treat you you like like you're crazy so um or tell anyone you know you can keep it discreet right we're very confidential and if there are listeners that joined us late we don't charge Mm -hmm. anything for our services at all it's I mean, we totally do it to help people and to help the spirits, mm-hmm. mainly to help the spirits, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, like, we should say that before the people. We want to help the spirits, you know. And in doing and so, it helps help the, the living. Right. Yes. So that's that's our whole reason for doing this. I'm the same way. I've never charged for anything like that, and I don't make anything off this radio show. So, um I, I wish there were more, you know, outlets like that in the 80s. <laughs> Believe me, I would have been calling some number like, from my grandma's party line to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. We had a party line. <laughs> the craziest thing. For those of you who don't know what that is, it, it was a bunch. So basically one line per, was it like city block or like. We were out in the country and there were like three different households that had to share this one party line. So if you had one to make a phone call, you'd pick it up and someone else might be on the phone from another house. (laughs) And so then you couldn't make a phone call till they were done with theirs. So you'd either quietly hang it up or else you'd quietly unscrew the bottom of the thing. So then supposedly they couldn't hear you. I don't know. It's just, it's it's essentially the same as mediums. <laughs> yeah. You have all the you have all the spirits in line waiting to uh, waiting their turn, you know, to use the 
waiting waiting for you to hang up with someone else so they can they, they can come on oh my goodness it is already 10 20. Yeah. tell everyone where um where they can find you um you can find us on so flint hills paranormal across the board you can find us on youtube instagram facebook we have a website, flinthillsparanormal.com or flinthillsparanormal at gmail.com for the email. So that's where you can find us. We would love some new fans. And and more than that, I mean, like Cheryl said, we just want to help people. And so reach out to us if you need anything. We're, we're here and we'll refer if we need to if you're not in our area. Absolutely. I will also put all of those. I, I posted all of those links and I will make sure they come across on YouTube as well. This, the uh, recording of this will be pushed to all of your major, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, our major um, ones are SoundCloud, um, obviously Podbean, um, Oh my goodness. I can't even think. I can't even think they're on all, all of them. <laughs> Amazon music. Um, uh, and I do have those listed, um, on, on my YouTube channel as well. Um, it was, it was such a pleasure meeting you all. We need to get together. I should, um, yeah, for sure. There's some things I, I want to do. Yeah. There's some things I want to do in, in, in towards your area. Um, more it and like i said there's so many things in Topeka too so i i would love to um and, and get to meet you all in person i i like yeah, that would be great. experiencing other people's energies and, and getting to talk to them so um hope nice. when, when we're not in this uh supposed blizzard that that they say is coming <laughs> they don't believe it. oh my god go buy your milk and bread i know right <laughs> come on <laughs> That's I came from upstate New York, so it's it's uh, it's the pe other people driving I worry about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for having us. It's been a real honor. Thank and you very much. To thank everyone you. that listened, thank you. Yes, thank you to all my listeners. Have a great week. Have a safe week. Tune in next week. Be sure to go over to Flint Hills Paranormal, like and subscribe to their content and keep up with them or contact con contact them if you need their help or even if you want to learn more um, about the paranormal training anything that they they any of their services and um, next week I well I kind of have a surprise I have to finish it though so I'm not going to tell you all what that I'm, I'm so random people will they'll just uh, they'll just have to have to wait around tune in next week again thank you to carnation um, for sponsoring my my first hour with the radio network and um, UPRN as well. So have a good night, everyone. Be safe until next time. Bye. Okay. I forgot what channel is.